We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Preborn. When a mother meets her baby on an ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection. And the majority of the time, she will choose life. But she can't do it without our help. Preborn needs us, the pro-life community, to come alongside her. One ultrasound is just $28. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or visit preborn.com. Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. I love talking about the things of God because of truth and the biblical worldview. The U.S. Constitution obligates our government to preserve and protect the rights that our founders recognize come from God, our creator, not our government. I believe that scripture in the Bible is very clear that God is the one that raised up each of you and God has allowed us to be brought here to this specific moment in time. This is Jenna Ellis in the morning. Good morning, America. Alex McFarland here on the American Family Radio Network. So honored to be sitting in for Jenna Ellis. It's a great privilege. She is traveling today, and I have the privilege of of being with you. We've got a great show. There's a lot in the news. Plus, I want to share a little bit with you. Uh, I had the privilege, I was in Nashville last week at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention with the staff of the American Family Radio Network, and it was just, it was really a blessing. It always is, but I'm told that this was the the most well-attended NRB convention in 25 years, and and I got to tell you, there was just this excitement, this atmosphere, people praying for God to move, and I want to tell you about that. We heard Donald Trump speak Thursday night for about an hour and 40 or 45 minutes. I'm going to give you some pretty uh, point-by-point details about that speech, but I want to give the number, and I want to share a verse, and then I want to hear from you. Here's a question, okay? Here's a question. Why is Nikki Haley still in the race? Because about a month ago, she intimated that she would suspend her campaign uh, if February 24 didn't really pan out, uh, because they asked her a month ago, you know, what what's the way forward? And she said, we have to wait till February 24. Well, Donald Trump decisively won South Carolina, her home state. And uh, I've read that she has never lost an election in her home state. Well, she did Saturday, or at least a primary. Uh, and yet, her campaign presses on. Uh, why do you think? I, I've got some ideas. It is a puzzlement. The number is 888 I'd love to hear from you. Uh, why do you think Nikki is still in the race? 888 But I want to begin with a verse. Now, uh, I'm going to give you Psalm 3312, but then I want to go back and give a little context. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people he chose for his inheritance. Let's read a little bit back, because uh, as Donald Trump said Thursday night that uh, we were founded on Christianity, and and believe me, I want to get into the fact of people often say, oh, you know, he's not a Christian. That's for God to decide. He says he is. Dr. James Dobson and Dr. Robert Jeffers each have personally told me they prayed the sinner's prayer with him. So uh, anyway, um, but let's talk about our nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Psalm 33, I'm going to read the larger context. 
By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. Hallelujah. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Yes, may may God grant that we are that nation, a nation whose purposes, our priorities, our convictions, our culture is godly in the sight of the Lord. Uh, it, it has been. It can be again. I hope you're praying for America. Alex McFarland here. We're going to go to Tennessee and talk to Shirley. Shirley in Tennessee, thanks for holding. Uh, good morning, Shirley. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I have sev- I have thoughts on the election period, but I think that a lot of these candidates are staying in one to foil it for the other good candidates if there are any. And number two, there are powerful small groups of people who want people to stay in the race because hey, let's face it, that allows these small groups of people to choose the election. And these people are paid off, I believe, by China. Case in point, we have a wonderful candidate, um, our um, bishop, E.W. Jackson. He didn't even get invited to do the, um, yeah, you know, he didn't get invited to be on the world stage to do debates or anything. So that's their way of choosing. They keep out who they don't want so that they can put in anybody that might be semi-acceptable to them. And then here you go. All we've got to vote for are those that they accept. And that's why I, I my faith in elections is waning until we go back to paper ballots and are able to get in good candidates who are God. My opinion, you do need to be a Christian in order to rule this nation. God bless you, Shirley. You know, uh, speaking of uh, my friend uh, Bishop E.W. Jackson, brilliant, brilliant guy. I mean, a great man of God, a, a, a pastor, also a Harvard Law School uh, graduate attorney, brilliant guy. And this was many, many months ago. He, he ran for president, did all of the—I mean, it was, it was official— his candidacy, and yet got no traction. And the Republican Party uh, really didn't even give him uh, the time of day. It was very sad. But uh, thank you, Shirley, for those remarks. You know, it it is, uh, you know, like they say, follow the money. We're going to go to Sam in Louisiana. Sam, thanks for holding. Why is Nikki still in the race? She's gone to Michigan today to campaign, lost South Carolina. Why is she still in, do you think, Sam? Alex, you just said it. Uh, you know, there are people that that want to do everything they can to uh, hurt Donald Trump. They, they're they doing it in the courts, and they're also using this effort to do what they can to keep him uh, not only uh, from, uh, well, to, to uh, to defame him any way they can to keep him. Uh, always, uh, you know, the people who are in doubt about Trump, they want to fertilize that doubt. And so it's uh, it's just, you know, she is helping 
the people are giving her the money, and then she is uh, using it to uh, to do their work for them. She's defaming yeah. uh, Trump. You know, uh, it's interesting. And, folks, let me just say this. Um, I I met Donald Trump very briefly in 2015, uh, again in 2016, and I had the privilege during his administration. I was on the Faith Advisory Board and was on numerous phone calls. And a lot of people, uh, like Sam, I've got Christian friends that said to me, Alex McFarland, you're a man of God, and you, you... have supported that, you know, uh, and fill in the blank of all the epithets they'll throw against Donald Trump. And I, I, I want to say, look, look, I'm not saying that I agree with everything he's ever said or done. I don't agree with everything I've ever said or done. But I'm saying, you know, we're talking about saving our nation. And um, Sam, I, I hope, and folks, listen to this, please. I'm, I hope our uh, tolerance level for impoliteness doesn't cost us this next election, you know? And, and folks, if he were a parishioner in my church, if, if Donald Trump were one of my church members, I wish he wa- were. You know, believe me, as a pastor, there's a whole lot of things I would counsel him about. But repeatedly, he, uh, Trump has said the absolute right things. The speech I heard him give Thursday night in Nashville, and I, I would say this whether it was Donald Trump or Ben Carson or Mike Huckabee or whomever or Tim Scott, Trump said all the right things about what's wrong with our nation and what would go a long way to fixing our nation. Now, Nikki Haley over and over, and she said it in an email yesterday, she said, Donald Trump cannot beat Joe Biden. Well, that's very debatable, but I guarantee I know who can't beat Joe Biden, and that's Nikki Haley. And uh, it is weird how she stays in the race when it it uh, and just says things to trash Trump repeatedly. I'll talk more about that in a moment. But um, thanks, Sam, for the call. Let's go to Virginia, Vicky, in Virginia, and uh, welcome. Why do you think Nikki Haley has not suspended her campaign? Well, I do believe it's because she is waiting and in in a way been promised that he will go down. He will be um, convicted on something and she will be the head runner. But from what I understand is many of the people who are running uh, for president, they suspended their campaign. So technically they did not fully drop out. And um, from what I understand, they can jump back into the race like DeSantis and a few others. Uh, but I truly believe that she um, she actually, when DeSantis was fighting with Disney, she came out and said, "Well, Disney, come to come to our state. We'll give you you know whatever you need." So right then and there, that told me who she was, and yeah. I believe she is nothing more than a rhino uh, and a communist in the Democrat Party in a way. Um, and I don't believe she is for America. I think she is for political game. That's it. Yeah. Um, About the Trump convictions, interestingly, my wife and I had dinner Saturday night, just for what it's worth, and this is is anecdotal, but it's pretty significant. Saturday night, it's a long story, but we were at a very nice dinner, and on my right was a state 
Supreme Court Justice, the the Supreme Court Chief Justice for one of our U.S. states. And to my left were two district court judges. So Angie and I, Saturday night, were having dinner, lovely dinner with the Christian friends. But there were three really high-level state court judges at the table. And we spent a fair amount of the meal talking about Trump. And three judges out of three around the table said there is he will not be convicted. None of these things uh, have legs. It's, it's completely political warfare to try and bring down a political opponent and that uh, he will be the candidate. So uh, it was interesting. And again, you know, this is not, you know, but, but these are the opinions of seasoned, seasoned legal experts, including, as I said, um, well, I, I, I won't repeat. So it, it's interesting, you know, DeSantis suspending the campaign and Tim Scott, Nikki Haley not suspending her campaign. Um, Trump will be the nominee. Now, you know, whether you think that's a good thing or not, that's a, a whole nother, um, you know, conversation. But at this juncture, um, Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee this time. I mean, I mean, look at all of the endorsements from, from Ben Carson and Mark Meadows and just uh, the endorsements uh, continue to, you know, grow. And I think it's interesting that... Um, you know, De- DeSantis, uh, Vivek, Ramaswamy, uh, people have subordinated their own campaigns to put their support behind Trump. W- one last thing, we've got a break coming up. This is Alex McFarland sitting in for Jenna Ellis in the morning. Very honored to do so. I got to say this, um, you know, he made Nikki Haley U.S. ambassador to the U.N. and uh I don't know. Um, the way the, the way that Nikki Haley is just it's one thing to say I disagree and I'm going to run my own campaign, but just trashing Trump, you know, uh, when, you know, like it or not, I mean, he gave her a great platform and an enviable position. Uh, not a lot of gratitude there. Why is Nikki still in the race? What do you think? Triple eight, five eight nine, eighty eight forty. We we heard him speak Thursday night. It was interesting, a very interesting night, Thursday night. For those of you that are Southern Gospel fans, uh, in the middle of the speeches, we got treated to a concert by uh, a group called Ernie Haas and Signature Sound because Trump was running late. His motorcade was late. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to take a break. Alex McFarland on the American Family Radio Network. Jenna Ellis in the morning. We'll be back after this. Don't go away.
Last year, because of you, Preborn's network of clinics saw over 58,000 babies saved. Thank you to all who made this possible. Let's celebrate these precious babies. When Antoinette found out she was pregnant, she was in a very bad place. She didn't know how she could raise a child on her own. She searched for an abortion clinic, and God led her to a preborn clinic where she met her baby on ultrasound. When she saw her baby and heard the heartbeat, she broke down crying, and the nurse reminded her that babies are a blessing from God. She chose life. Her daughter's name is Treasure because she is a gift from God. Each of these babies are truly miraculous, and every day, Preborn celebrates 200 miracles. $28 a month can be the difference between the life and the death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection that doubles the baby's chance at life. Let's join together and help mothers choose life. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or visit preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland, so honored to be with you this morning. We're talking about the uh, upcoming presidential election, and we're going to, I see all the calls and we're going to get there, but uh, briefly, I want to make you aware of an event. I'm going to be in Frankfort, Indiana, March 8, 9, and 10. And uh, my own website, which is alexmcfarland.com, has my tour schedule. I'll be in Cincinnati this weekend and uh, a lot of great things going on. But two very special guys that have helped organize my upcoming event in Indiana, uh, Pastor Ron Masters and Mark Sanders. I want to bring them on for just a moment, and let's talk about this special event. I'm so honored to be going to Indiana. And uh, guys, uh, you, you all have worked. I know you've got a team. You've put together a very special event, and I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in early March. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you too, Alex. This is a dream come true for this little church. Yeah, good morning, oh, Alex. Great talk good, to you good, this morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Um, by the way, is there a website for the event? How can people learn about the, the Faith Family uh, event in Frankfurt? Yeah, they can go to uh, www.faithfamilyfrankfurt.org. Uh, that is our website, and can find the conference link on there. Yeah. And, and what all are we going to do March 8, 9, and 10? Well, we've we got, we got a great weekend scheduled for you. So Friday on March 8, from 6.30 to 8 p.m., we have a, a free event. Uh, people can come. It's open to the public. Uh, they can even, you know, we've got you set up to do question and answers, which I know you said is something you really get excited about. So we're hoping we can have some of the community come in. We're, we're looking for, you know, revival in this community. And then on the Saturday is the men's conference. And this is something that we've had a men's conference for the last 10 years that we uh, kind of went along with another organization, but we wanted to do something different to where we could uh, promote it ourselves. And you were one of the first people that you know, we ever thought of as having a guest speaker because of what you do. And, so wow. that is Saturday, March 9th, and it goes from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. At 8.15, the doors open, and, of course, we're, we're a Baptist church, so we got lots of snacks, donuts, and, and uh, a meal included in this, yes. and uh, also uh, that kind of thing. So it's uh, $25 for that event, but that's, 
that's to help cover some of the cost of the event. And uh, sure. really looking forward to that. But I will say it's limited seating. So, you know, if people want to get their tickets, if they go to that website, they can see the QR code there or they can register and they can uh, get, get registered for the event because it's coming up pretty pretty soon. Sure, sure. Well, uh, listen, I want to say I'm just so honored to be coming. I, I love Indiana. We do a, a youth camp there. In fact, uh, we do six summer youth camps. And uh, by the way, uh, the website for our Biblical Worldview Summer Camps for Youth is equipretreat.org. But I love Indiana, a lot of great people there. But we, we really are coming together to pray for revival because, you know, we talk about the elections and, you know, policies and leaders, but it all comes down to the Lord. Like I, I was reading in Psalm 33 at the beginning of the show, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Uh, we need that again, don't we, guys? We need to humble ourselves and pray and seek the, the move of God in our country, don't we? Absolutely, Alex, and and our theme is commitment, because I think we all know when we see committed, godly men lead as they are biblically called to do, it just doesn't change homes, but it changes churches and it changes communities. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. So, And I'm, I'm glad that you're emphasizing um, something for the men there on Saturday, March 9th, because, you know, th- thank God for Christian women, how... You know, we are so indebted to the godly women that have shaped all of our lives. But, um, guys, I really pray for the work of the Lord in the lives of husbands and men. I Last um, week in Nashville, I had the privilege of running into a dear friend, uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. He wrote the book, The Five Love mm-hmm. Languages. And we oh, were yeah. talking about how transformative it would be for God to really get a hold of the heart's of of men husbands fathers young men and by the way uh women of indiana have your your man come to the men's event on saturday march 9th (laughs) amen 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 that's how they'll do it too (laughs) exactly exactly uh you know i've written a lot of books and uh the the book buying the discretionary spending the 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 women in the home the moms they make the decisions largely about that's why whenever i'm in a publishing meeting with a with a publisher they always do the messaging and the the book covers and the the copy on the books toward women and i mean that's fine but i I think about this guys don't we need men to have spiritual discernment don't we need men to be proactive about the spiritual meet and discipleship of their home. We need the men to be the priests of the home, don't we? Amen. Absolutely. And it's kind of interesting with Ron and I, and I was raised by a dad who was a midlife salvation, and it was life-changing. He became that godly leader of our home. He became a godly leader in the church, and it was all because of his commitment to Christ. And it just didn't change me and my three sisters' lives. It changed my brother-in-law's lives. It changed now my dad's grandchildren's lives, and he was kind of that chain breaker. And for Ron, Ron is a chain breaker in, in that, that we've seen that work through his life with his wife and his children and his uh, commitment to Christ as well. So we, we've mm-hmm. both experienced that in different ways, but we've seen what it is like firsthand 
when a godly man commits to Christ and leads his family and in the church as they're called to do. Amen. Amen. You, you know, um, what airport is Frankfurt near? And I say that because listen to this, folks. I'm I'm going to be in Frankfurt, Indiana, March 8, 9, and 10. I would love for you to be there. There's a big event Friday night, March 8th. Um, Saturday, March 9th, the men's event. Um, it, it, is the hours on that like 9 to 2 on that Saturday? Yeah, 9 to 2 on Saturday. And then um, you're actually going to be uh, given the message on Sunday morning here. Pastor Mark's yes. a pretty brave guy to give up the pulpit to uh, a <laughs> well, like yourself. Yeah, they might never let me back in. Alex. <laughs> yeah, and and listen, I don't take that lightly. That's that's very gracious, and the the trust you all put in me, I'm I'm deeply grateful for that. Um, I was just in Orlando a couple of weeks ago. We had an event down in Orlando, and listen to this, folks. There were a lot of people from all over Florida. There were groups that came in from Ohio, Georgia, Virginia. There was a group of four that came from Idaho all the way to Florida. And uh, I was like, wow, were you down here? Did you have something else? And they said, no, no, we just came for the event. So uh, people are serious about pursuing God for this nation. That being the case, uh, for those that may be listening and you want to come to Frankfort, Indiana, what what are the best uh, airports nearby? Or uh, for people that are, you know, not local to Frankfort and they want to join us for this faith family event, um, sure. what, what's nearby? Well, we we are only about 45 minutes north of Indianapolis, so if you're coming from okay. a good distance, um, your your Indianapolis in, in International Airport is a great choice. It's a smaller airport. Frankfurt actually has its own airport. If you're blessed enough to have your own uh, pilot's license and, and uh, fly your own aircraft, uh, we have a small uh, airport here in town. And uh, we also have Purdue University that's only 25 minutes away. And obviously, the aviation school and everything, they've got a pretty nice airport set up. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, it's it's only twenty five you know minutes away from us. Sure. Well, uh, give the website again if you would, guys. Yeah, it's www.faithfamilyfrankfort.org. Faithfamilyfrankfort.org. Faithfamilyfrankfort.org. Well, I, guys, I just want to thank you for having the vision for this. And there is also complete info on my own website, which is alexmcfarland.com. Look at the calendar. And then, of course, we've got a, an evangelistic crusade in Texas in March and a lot going on. So check that out. But come out. And, and let me just say this for the long-term folks. Um, our, our ministry and my travels, guys, I've, I've been in a lot of contexts, but I love it when Christians come together and pray. One of my favorite verses is John 17, 21, where Christ prayed, Father, that the church would be one, that the world may believe thou hast sent me. And so maybe you want to come to this event, folks, and just see how to organize a community-wide event. And uh, who knows, maybe down the road, our ministry will uh, collaborate with you, uh, folks, wherever you are in the country. But I encourage you to come out to this, and I just, I just want to say uh, to Mark and Ron and all of your team, thanks for working, and we look forward to see God do great things in Frankfort, Indiana. 
Well, amen. I'm very encouraged, very excited about what he is doing already. Um, You know, we we've had these men's conferences and we give away door prizes and we have donuts, but it just seems like the community um, just never really rallied around. And I think this year will be different because we have somebody that's physically on site, a person of your caliber and dedication to the Lord. We have Bob Weeks, who's a pastor who's retired now. He's been preaching for 40 years. We have Mike Vauder, who is from the Lafayette area. Uh, he is a wonderful, both of these guys, wonderful speakers and uh, great men of God. And then yourself, these are these are who the men are going to get to see. And um, that is an important thing for us. We, we know that revival comes through the men and the family. And for you guys to be able to help us with this, we, we just can't thank you enough. We're honored to be able to be part of what God's doing with your ministry as well. God bless you. Well, I look forward to being there. And thanks so much for being with us in this segment. I appreciate that. Well, uh, Alex McFarland here sitting in for Jenna Ellis, Jenna Ellis in the morning. Uh, A lot in the news. I want to tell you a little bit about the speech that I heard last Thursday night, and we're going to go back to the phones. Um, We're going to go, and we're asking the question, you know, after uh, candidate Donald Trump's decisive victory in the South Carolina primary Saturday, February 24, Everybody thought, well, I don't know if everybody thought this. A lot of people thought that Nikki Haley would suspend her campaign after that. And, you know, just as I a moment ago was talking about unity within the church, uh, we need unity within, and I'm not, I'm not just going to say the Republican Party, but uh, um, Americans of good faith in all quarters, because uh, so much that we could point out over the last you know, nearly four years of the Biden administration. It is tragic for America. And so in the spirit of unity, look, if you can't clinch the nomination, and clearly uh, Nikki Haley will not be the nominee this fall, uh, how about supporting the one who is? Uh, Jay in Mississippi. Jay, thanks for holding. Uh, Let's talk about this. Uh, Why is Nikki still running when all of the media and some of the most seasoned pundits are saying there's no pathway forward for her at this point. Alex, thank you very much for having me on the show. I've listened and appreciate very much um, all the comments that you make, so thank you very much. Well, thank you. Um, I can't read Nikki Haley's mind, uh, but I think that she truly believes that uh, Donald Trump is not the correct candidate for our party. He seems to have been ordained uh, to take the lead. He's acted like he's been the incumbent uh, for the whole time. And I think she truly believes that if he's uh, the nominee, that we will truly lose the election. And having Biden for four more years would be disastrous for our, company, for our country. Um, you mentioned you know, her trashing Donald Trump, but Donald Trump trashes her. He's trashed uh, DeSantis. He expects loyalty from everybody. That seems to be his key and I think that that's really the key, that, that she feels that she truly is still better for the country, and she wants to mm-hmm. keep going on. Uh, she would really love to have Donald Trump actually have a discussion with her, uh, have mm-hmm. a debate with her, uh, but he doesn't seem to do any of that kind of stuff. He just wants to be ordained for the nomination. Yeah, and, um, you know, while we could do a fascinating show on a lot of these points, because, uh, 
you know, one of the things that's kind of leadership 101 is to uh, believe in yourself, you know. And look, I, I, I get it. There, there are a lot of people that don't like his temperament. I don't like a lot. I could have done with, without 90% of the tweets, you know. But um, you, you're, you're right. He's got what's, you know, the presumptive air of success. You know, success begins with yourself believing that you're going to succeed. But um, maybe she doesn't think Donald Trump is good for the party. But, um, you know, d- dividing the party is worse. You know, really. And, and I got to say, uh, I'm, I'm on the road 45 to 48 weekends a year. And I'm telling you, nobody's talking about Nikki Haley. It's like it was in 2016. And I, I don't say this with any malice. Lord knows there's no malice. I'm just an observer. Uh, in 2016, I was on the road as, I mean, I, I give God the glory. I've spoken in 2,200 churches. Nobody was talking about Rubio. Nobody was talking about Jeb Bush. There was just no enthusiasm for, you know, those candidates. I, I, I can just say for what it's worth, I mean, like, I've been in two to three cities a week this entire year. Nobody's talking about Nikki Haley. They're just not. It is Donald Trump 24-7, it seems like. And I'm in a lot of places. uh, Jay, thanks. God bless you. Pray for America. Joan, Sammy, Jerry, Martha, we're going to get to you. Hang tight. Stay tuned. This is Alex McFarland on the Jenna Ellis in the Morning Show. Honored that you're listening. We'll be back in just a moment. Why is Nikki still in the race? That's our question. Stay tuned. We're back after this. If you're like most of us, you're paying way too much for healthcare. That's why I want to tell you about a ministry that has been meeting the healthcare needs of hundreds of thousands of Christians, and that's Christian Healthcare Ministries, chministries.org. Christian Healthcare Ministries is cost sharing made easy. For over 40 years, this unique model has allowed believers to choose their own doctors without worrying about networks or waiting periods, since they are not insurance, but a faith-based alternative to insurance. Members not only get advanced from the affordability, flexibility, and reliability of CHM, but they also receive access to 24-7 telehealth services at no additional cost. It's no surprise that doctors across the country appreciate working with CHM, and so will you. It all starts with a visit to chministries.org AFR. That's chministries.org AFR. Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest serving health share ministry serving all 50 states. Share the good news with a friend too. chministries.com slash AFR. Make the switch today with any time enrollment. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Welcome back. Alex McFarland here. We're going to go back to the calls of full call board. And uh, if you want to try to get in, we'll do our best to get to you. The number is 888-589-8840. By the way, you can listen again at AFR.net, all the great programming. Uh, and you can find the uh, stations in your area. There's an AFR station map, the what we call terrestrial radio stations. But then you can listen online and on 
your mobile devices as well. By the way, I'm on every day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 Central, 4 to 5 Eastern, and so forth, on Exploring the Word with Bert Harper. And uh, that's a Bible teaching show, but I'm going to say a big thanks to my friend and colleague Jenna Ellis for letting me uh, guest host while she's traveling, because uh, it's really great to talk about culture and politics from a Christian perspective as well. Uh, We're going to go to Joan in Louisiana. Joan, thanks for holding. Welcome to the program. Well, Alex, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, good, Um, good to hear from you. Why is Nikki still in the race? My... And I'm no expert in politics, although I I keep up with it all the time. But she's got some really big Democrat donors, like their Democrat PACs, yes. and that are given to her campaign. And I think that personally, it's really hard to determine why, um, other than you know to interrupt and you know to try to hurt Donald Trump in some way. You know, not not necessarily getting the nomination because I mean she doesn't have. I don't think she's got a a chance at all. No, of, no. Of uh, getting the nomination. Yeah, I mean, folks, there's like uh, I forget how many in the on the Republican side of things. Just as there's the electoral college on a national level within the Republican Party. It's like 1,200 delegates are needed, and she's, you know, uh, Saturday in South Carolina, Trump picked up 47, she picked up three. So, I mean, she's, you know, hundreds of delegates behind. There's no way. But talking about donations, okay, Reid Hoffman, the billionaire founder of LinkedIn, everybody's heard of LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. gave Mm -hmm. her a quarter million dollars recently. Um, she raised about nine million in January, nine point eight million, and there are there are big uh, Democrat donors giving. You know, um, I I don't know what all these people do. I, I've got a list of names of some of the Democrat Party's biggest financiers are donating to Nikki Haley. Now, let me just say this. Uh, having done my share of fundraising for various things, when people give you money, you are beholden to them. You just are. It's just how how it works. And people donate, and then they expect things. And the fact that major Democrat uh, donors are giving to Nikki Haley, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, not not cool. <laughs> But, uh, Joan, thanks for listening. Aubrey in Arkansas. Aubrey, welcome to the Jenna Ellis program. Thank you, Alex, for taking my call this morning. Good to hear from you. Um, well, how do you read the, the landscape here, Aubrey? Well, in my opinion, the other night when Nikki gave her speech after losing to Trump and I know this lady's a smart lady with all the positions that she's held, and I'm pretty sure she realizes she is not going to get the Republican nomination. I believe she kind of hinted around, though, that she's going to hang hang in there and, and go to, to all these different states, hoping that once Trump receives the nomination, she'll switch over and go independent. 
and and that if she does that, America now she wants the best for America. But if she goes independent, unlike some of the other independent candidates, she's got enough backing, especially from the Democratic Party, to rip away enough votes from Trump that. Joe Biden or whoever's going to run on the Democratic ticket will go back in. And America just, I don't see how America can sustain four more years of the Democrat Democratic policies that we're living under right now. Hey, Aubrey, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to give two words, and I, I bet you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Okay, let's say Nikki stays on the public stage. She continues to accrue uh, liberal, woke, progressive money, and suddenly she breaks and goes independent. All right. Translate what I'm saying here, Aubrey. Ross Perot. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I do. He stole, well, he stole an election from us, too. Yeah, in 1992, I believe it was. Um, see, here, here's the thing. Uh, all Ross Perot did in 92 was siphon off votes that would have gone to uh, George Bush Sr. And in a way, I mean, uh, Bill Clinton got the 92 election in large measure thanks to ex-Republican Ross Perot. And, Aubrey, I could see a similar thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to let you comment, then I've got a thought here. But do you see the, the Ross Perot effect? Uh, all it does is hurt the Republican nominee. Do you see what I'm saying, Aubrey? I, I do, I, and I see that it's exactly where she's headed. Uh, I, I don't know why she has such malice against Trump, but her malice is going to wind up hurting the, the Republican Party's chance of getting back into the White House and trying to straighten up some of the stuff that Biden has really messed up. Exactly. Uh, and if he, like I said, if he goes back in, I don't know where America's going to be in, in five more years. Exactly. And, and folks, you know, let me just say this. Um, Lord knows my heart. This is not blind loyalty for Donald Trump. It isn't. But, um, I mean, I've, I've heard him speak in person uh, quite a number of times. I heard him last Thursday night. Uh, and by the way, uh, 15 months ago, I was doing a, a speaking tour along the southwestern border of Texas. And I was in South Texas a year, a little over a year ago. And, I mean, the, the illegal immigration problem was not nearly as bad then as it is now, but it was already bad. And I, I talked to law enforcement officers. I talked to mayors of small Texas towns that were saying— you know, we're, we're hurting down here. These illegals are coming in. And, of course, now, you know, there, there's the, um, the, uh, the Georgia student that was murdered by um, uh, an illegal that had come in, the man from Venezuela. And so Thursday night when I heard Donald Trump speak in Nashville, uh, you know, he was talking about securing the border, looking after the interest of actual taxpaying U.S. citizens. Um, he had David Friedman, uh, the uh, former ambassador to Israel, speak. And by the way, folks, this is, this is significant. Regardless of what you think of the personality, um, the Biden administration, I mean, it's just been 
horrible for our rights, the rule of law. Let's not forget that uh, President Joe Biden uh, just circumvented the rule of law, the Constitution, and the U.S. Supreme Court in just giving, uh, forgiving billions of dollars of student loan. The national debt is at $34 trillion and counting. Um, uh, and, and by the way, let me say this, folks, about this. Okay, Donald Trump cut off money to Iran, the Palestinians, Hezbollah, Hamas, and the UN. And uh, Joe Biden uh, reinstated much of the funding that made the October 7 attack on Israel possible by Hamas and, and Hezbollah. Uh, when Trump was president, there were no new wars. Four years, no new wars. I don't know if you know it, folks. There are 25 wars going on in the, in the world right now. And, and let's, let's, Putin would not have attacked the Ukraine if Trump had been in office. Uh, a lot of pretty smart people have said that. Uh, let's go to Martha in Mississippi. Martha, thanks for holding. Welcome to Jenna Ellis in the morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question. This is not, um, um, I, I just wondered if you'd heard anything about you know, she made a lot of, of um, a big deal about the 40% that she got in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if, is there um, primary and open primary like it is other states? And could that some of that 40% could have been Democrats going in to vote for her? I wonder. Yeah. I think, and, and I, I could be wrong, I think South Carolina was an open primary where Democrats could vote for her. Um, and I know there have been, you know, uh, Democrats have come to her rallies. I mean, that alone, because right now the, the two parties are so ideologically polarized. I mean, really, in January of 2020, President Joe Biden said, quote, there's no place in the Democrat Party for someone who is not pro-choice. And so, I mean, the fact that Democrats would come to her rallies, I mean, if, if they are literate, well-read Democrats who understand their own party platform, uh, and if Nikki Haley is truly an ideological Republican, which is very questionable, I mean, the, the fact that, uh, you know, a Democrat would, would come support a Republican means one of two things. Either that person is not really a true Democrat, or that person uh, who claims to be a Republican isn't truly a Republican. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, Nikki, she is trying to put forth the— um, the perception that she's a consensus builder and has momentum, but um, A, that's really not the case, and B, if it is, I mean, if the consensus she builds are true Democrats, then uh, again, that's probably not what the majority of Americans want to be in the White House for the next four years. But thanks for that uh, insight, Martha. Jeffrey in Texas. Um, Jeffrey, you're yes, on. Sir. I, yes, I, welcome. I think there's a, 
Morning, sir. I think there's an important thing to consider about the voters. And, and as you mentioned, the, the donors are more like the politicians, but the voters are the patriots. And we really have to own understanding our own state politics and how it works. And then our responsibility is to ensure we have the right candidates in office. So sometimes supporting the opponent voice like right now, we're having a discussion and learning more that South Carolina is an open primary. And it's really important that we don't let labels define us, but we redefine those labels in order to make America America again. Yeah. Um, why do you think she's staying in the race, though? I, I mean, there, there's time and there's money and there is, uh, you know, voter um you know, the decision making on the part of the votes. I mean, obviously, we want candidates that will first and foremost be constitutional. Uh, We want candidates that are principled, not about just the latest uh, woke idea de jure. I mean, we need patriots that love America and advocate for the interests of the American people. Uh, And we want candidates... that that win i think she is in it because she's a politician and at one time maybe she was a patriot but unfortunately she's definitely a politician she she's got a career she's building and that that is a red flag in my mind and that's why it's important for patriots to get out there and get involved get involved with either one of the campaigns to better improve the Republican Party. But we can't just say it's the person. We also have to look at the people and the donors that are involved. As you mentioned, we could talk about Democrat voters, uh, donors, but there's just as many Republican donors that also create this this uh, environment that we're in. And, yeah. and people need to understand how to get a candidate into office in their state so we have better candidates when we get to the presidential level. Yeah. Well, and and also, listeners everywhere, um, pray about it. I realize this is a major life decision, but many godly patriots need to think about running for offices in in your own areas. Um, I want to try to get a comment from Sammy. Sammy in Mississippi, welcome. Uh, Just a few seconds here, but I wanted you to be able to make a comment. Yes, sir. The uh, Christians need to be uh, praying for President Biden earnestly. Uh, uh, I'm afraid that uh, he's such a liability to the Democrats that uh, they may try to take him out violently and blame it on uh, Trump and the MAGA Republicans, and it would change the whole dynamics. Mm. Well, we need to pray for our president, and I do, and I want to encourage all of you pray for the president, pray for the cabinet, pray for our nation, pray for this election, and pray for God to move again in America. This is Alex McFarland. Thanks for listening. God bless you. We'll see you on Exploring the Word today at 3 p.m. Central. God bless America. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. 
I want to thank my sponsors, Preborn and Christian Healthcare Ministries. Preborn Network Clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day they save 200 babies' lives. But they can't do it without our help. Will you head over to preborn.com slash AFR and sponsor an ultrasound? Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest serving health cost sharing ministry, helping Christians pay for and pray for one another's medical bills. Make the switch today and start saving. Visit chministries.org slash AFR. That's chministries.org slash AFR.